Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome back for another episode of the Confident Girl Podcast. I am your host, Lisa Thompson, but I'm also the founder and CEO of Self Love Beauty and the co-founder of Oh Infinite Love. My passion is all about creating a world where everyone is empowered to love themselves and achieve anything that they desire. I truly want people to have confidence, feel supported, and have a community that wraps their arms around them. And that is what we are here today to do, is to teach you things to help you grow in your confidence. This podcast is your go-to for learning ways to be more confident, fearless, and self-loving. So come along on this journey with me. everybody. Welcome back for another episode of The Confident Girl. I am your host, Lisa Thompson, and I'm also the founder and CEO of Self Love Beauty, a nonprofit that teaches self-love and confidence. And I'm also the co-founder of O Infinite Love, a company that's all about improving people's mental well-being. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. If you are new, welcome. If you've been listening to us for the last two years, thanks for always coming back. We always have some great great people on our show. Sometimes I do this solo, uh, but just kind of a recap. Uh, you know, we, we took a little break last week of doing a podcast. Um, I had a crazy week of just trying to play catch up after our teen conference, as you guys heard about on the last podcast. And I just had to take a moment to myself and, and to reconnect and, and focus on all the little nitty gritty things. So a lot of people don't know when it comes to running a nonprofit, you are faced with being HR, finance, marketing, um, and basically volunteer management and everything. And so that was a lot of my ups and downs last week of just making sure that everybody was in a good position. So, um, but I'm making up for it by missing a podcast. I bring you guys on an awesome, awesome guest today. So first off, we're going to be talking with Lisa Carpenter. I'm going to have her introduce herself in a little bit, but first we have to talk about our sponsor of the podcast today, which is Bright Bites. They are so phenomenal. Um, if you've been following me on Instagram, or you've been following me on Facebook, you know that Bright Bites is the snack that I use before workouts, after workouts, or just for a quick um, snack throughout the day. So they're an all-natural probiotic snack. They have three different kinds. Um, my favorite is the peanut butter and oat right now, but that could change next month. I feel like I eat them on a daily basis. So if you haven't checked them out, go to brightsnacks.com, B-R-I-T-E snacks.com. Um, and because we love them so much, we are partnering with them to give everybody a 10% discount. So use the code confidentgirl10 and receive 10 or 10% off your whole order because they are totally worth trying. They're dairy and gluten free as well. So they're very friendly and they're in a sealed package so that you can take anywhere with you. So again, confident girl 10 is the code. It's 10% off. And then you go to the website, bright snacks, B R I T E S or snacks.com. Check them out. They're amazing. Um, and thank you so much for being our sponsor, Bright Bites. We love you guys, and we're so proud to use you guys and be supporters. So now we are going to be talking to 
our speaker of the day. So we have Lisa Carpenter. I have known Lisa, oh geez, I feel like a long time, but it's probably only been like three or four years. I just have nothing but good things to say about this woman, what she does for her community, for other people, how she uplifts people. And honestly, her style is just amazing. I know that you guys are just going to be hearing her voice, but she is just such an beautiful person inside and out. And so I just wanted to start out by saying that we are going to be talking about confidence. We are going to be talking about the eating disorder awareness week, and she's going to be, she's really, really an expert in this field. So Lisa, thank you so much for joining us today. And I'm going to have you take over and just explain a little bit more about yourself. Okay. Thank you. First, first of all, thank you for having me and all the kind words. You are amazing. Also. Um, yeah, so my name is Lisa Carpenter, and I'm the lead therapist and executive director at Center of Hope Counseling. Uh, we're located in Mount Pleasant, and uh, we specialize in eating disorders, body image issues, anxiety, and depression. Um, I've been in the field of counseling for over 20 years, we'll just say that, um, and I think it's more like 30, but... <laughs> <laughs> like over 20 years and uh, specializing in eating disorders uh, since around two early 2000s. Um, I, I'm, I opened Center of Hope Counseling in 2016 because I wanted to provide for the community um, a, a safe and comfortable place to recover from eating disorders. Um, there's not a lot of of treatment for eating a specialized treatment. So um, when I received a couple or, or had a couple referrals for eating disorders at the place I worked at prior to this, um, I really started becoming really thirsty and hungry for knowledge so I could help these individuals out. So anyways, um, I worked for years in learning more about eating disorders, which is like as deep as the ocean, because um, I feel like I'm always learning something new. Um, but did that for years, and again in 2016, Open Center of Hope Counseling with the mission of helping people um, have hope and um, know that the recovery is possible. And just kind of on the education piece when it comes to eating disorders, um, can you kind of give us some education on the background of eating disorders, a little bit about what types there are? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I can talk about types and treatment um, and then go from there. Um, the, the types of eating disorders um, that we treat um, include uh, anorexia nervosa, and that is the type where people restrict their foods, um, restrict their intake in order to um, be thin or have control or whatever the purpose of that is. Um, so that's anorexia nervosa. And then there's bulimia nervosa, which is uh, characterized by more um, eating and sometimes eating in a binge style, uh, followed by uh, compensation or a way of getting rid of whatever they put in their bodies. Um, and then there is um, OSFED, which is other specified feeding and eating disorders. Most of our clients actually fall under that category because um, what that is is that it means that there's not quite enough diagnostic 
um, markers to say that a person has anorexia or bulimia, but maybe they are just subacute to that, or maybe they have um, a little bit from the anorexia and a little bit from the bulimia. Um, so kind of like this, this um, you know, a number of different symptoms from each of the disorders. So that's OSFED. Um, and then there's also um, avoidant food, um, that diagnosis. And that is um, more about like if a person is fearful of maybe eating something and getting sick, uh, that diagnosis. And then um, there's a few other ones, but the most ones that we treat are those four. Wow. And it's interesting that you were naming them off. I bet a lot of our listeners don't, have never even heard of some of them before. Or, you know? I think when people think of eating disorders, um, they think of the general public thinks about anorexia. Um, or maybe they also think about bulimia. Um, oh, I didn't even mention binge eating disorders. That's another, actually, that's uh, in the United States, that's the uh, most prominent um, eating disorder. Wow. Yeah, and that is characterized by um, eating excessive amounts um, in one setting. Um, and also there is a, a link to emotional eating. All of, all of the people that I have worked with that have been diagnosed with binge eating disorder, there's an emotional component to it. So yes, we, we treat those um, at Center of Hope here. And something that's important to know, to, to know is that eating disorders are not about vanity. They're not a choice. Um, they're not about the food. And I, I say to people, it's all about the food, but really nothing about the food. Because eating disorders are about fear, about emotional dysregulation, about loneliness, about low self-esteem um, and lack of self-confidence and trauma and numbing. Um, those are the underlying issues, the psychological aspects of this illness that is so important to treat in order for recovery to take place. So again, it's not about like the food. It's about this underlying stuff that needs to be uh, resolved and worked through in order for a person to get to a place where they can feel comfortable with eating and have a good relationship with food. Wow, that's so, that is so true. And I think a lot of us um, that are on the outside of people that we know that have eating disorders, we, we don't realize all of those other aspects that come into it. And we only know the surface level. Right. So kind of going off of that, Eating Disorder um, Awareness Week started last week and is going into this week. Um, why do you think it's so important that there's a full week of awareness around this? Um, eating disorders are very, very secretive. They are um, like people who have eating disorders are very shameful of that. So they don't share. Um, and because of that, people don't know. And eating disorders are really um, trying to find this quote that I wrote down, but it's a, it's a psychological illness that results in very serious medical and nutritional consequences. And um, just to give you a statistic on that, um, I was looking up some and it said the most recent statistic I found was that every 62 minutes, someone dies 
is of an eating disorder. It is the number one, or is the, has the highest mortality rate among all mental illnesses. And it really is a mental illness. It's not a choice. It's not about vanity or, um, you know, it's just not about that. It is about, it is mental health. And so, uh, yeah, we, are, we feel very strongly about people becoming aware of this so they can get help. Early intervention is um, very important to the success of recovery. So the earlier that we can intervene, with these people, the better chance that they have of making a full recovery. Wow. And so, you know, you talked a little bit before you were sharing, I, I had no idea that it was the highest mortality too, when it comes to the mental, mental health space. And so how, how are you seeing right now where the correlation with self-confidence after people are getting treatment after, I guess, I guess I'm going to back up. Like what is the aha moment for people when they realize, wow, um, I know something's not right and I need to go and get some help. And, and are you seeing in point blank that one, when what's their aha moment and then how, how does it affect their families? Are their families and friends coming to you? Yes. Uh, yes. And yes. Um, <laughs> so the aha moment for a lot of people that come in my door might be um, a, a medical complication. Um, mm -hmm. they might pass out or they might be having difficulty concentrating or they might have gained an excessive amount of weight um, in a short period of time. Um, there, like I said, there's a lot of medical consequences that come with not giving your body what it needs. And so that might be the aha moment. It might be a moment where a spouse or a parent or someone goes to that person and says, I don't even know who you are anymore um, because you don't want to talk to me. Um, you, don't, you, you don't tell me what's going on. Um, they really shut in. They really become isolated and alone with their eating disorder. Like that becomes their primary relationship. Mm. So it has a, a very negative impact on relationships. So that might be the aha moment with, yeah. you know, when someone says to them, like, what is going on with you? I, you won't talk to me or, um, you're not, you never want to eat with me. Wow. Yep. Okay. And um, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to, I was just going to say, so, you know, kind of off of that, like they are becoming isolated in some points. That's what you're saying. And, you know, some of them have these medical conditions that are happening because of it. And, and you and I know, and probably a lot of people listening in know that when you have things in your life where you're isolating yourself or you are, you know, feeling a certain way, your confidence is going down and, um, you know, it affects your mental health. So how are you seeing confidence rise when people are having, um, you know, finally getting help that they need to focus and take care of their eating disorder? How, I'm sorry, we went out for a second. What'd you no, say? You're good. Yeah. How, um, how does their self-confidence grow? How are you seeing that currently once, you know, once they've come to see you? Well, I, I think it's kind of one of those situations where 
in order for recovery to happen, we have to build self-confidence. Um, I was listening to one of your podcasts a couple of weeks ago about the link between, between depression and uh, self-worth. And I was like, yes, yes, that's also true. If, one, if a person doesn't feel good about themselves and doesn't feel capable or enough or worthy or loved, a lot of times they don't have the ability to use the skills and to reach out to people because they're afraid of vulnerability. Um, and therefore it makes recovery from these things very hard. So one of the things that we have to do is um, initially start working on the inner critic thoughts and the, um, sorry about that, the, the lack of self-worth and build that up so that they can do the things necessary in order for them to move towards recovery. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And these aren't everyday people. I think a lot of people think, put uh, the stigma back to the stigma around eating disorders and, you know, how we're using awareness week to really make awareness of what eating, eating disorders are, you know? And so how, why is it important that we stop the stigma and start having more conversations about eating disorders for both men and women? Um, just back to the fact that this is a very prevalent and dangerous disease. So that's why we need to have these conversations because there's a lot of people out there suffering. Um, I'd like to tell a story if I could. Yeah, absolutely. I know this individual and she has been struggling with the eating disorder for years, kind of in and out of that denial. Um, Looks like and, and most of my clients do look as we say quote unquote healthy um to the general public um, so yes um, most of my clients look look very normal or healthy um but they're very sick and for instance i have a client who has um, been struggling this with this for years and just has such a difficult time letting it go because you know, she doesn't know what's going to happen if she makes changes. There's a lot of fear about like, what's going to happen to my body and what's going to happen. Um, what are people going to think of me? Because this is my identity and they're going to judge me and then I'm going to be nothing. Um, so anyways, to make a longer story, story short, she went in, she had a bone density test and, um, she is on her way to osteoporosis in her mid twenties. Wow. Um, which is very sad. Um, obviously. And then she went in to have an EKG and the technician asked her, well, why are you here? And she said, well, I am here because, and she's very shameful of this, which I don't think she should be, but she is. And she said, well, I'm here because I have an eating disorder and I need to make sure my heart's okay because that is another one of the serious side effects to restricting and purging is um, your heart muscles weaken and shrink and your heart doesn't pump like it's supposed to pump. So athletes, actually, this is a good point, um, you know, they have a lower heart rate. If they have an eating disorder, doctors miss that and say, oh, you have a low heart rate because you're an athlete, when really it's because they're starving themselves. Wow, yep up with heart attacks. Um, 
So anyways, we're getting this client an EKG and the technician says to her, oh, well, you're here for an eating disorder. You don't look like you have an eating disorder. Um, how much do you weigh? And so my, I don't know if she shared that with her or not. And, and how tall are you? And the technician who knows obviously nothing about eating disorder says, well, you, there's no way that you have an eating disorder because you don't look like, like one of those models on the runway. And so, of course, my client takes it as, okay, I'm not even doing my eating disorder good enough. Mm -hmm. I'm not skinny enough. I don't look like a runway model, which, what did that do? That just fed it, and um, she became more restrictive and more obsessive about exercise. This is why we need people to understand eating disorders, so they don't say damaging things like this. And so people who treat them can treat them with care, compassion, and knowledge um, and do what needs to be done to help them heal. Exactly, exactly. I think, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say that I think a lot of, a lot of it too is people don't even realize triggers, trigger mm -hmm. words or triggers that come with it. And so a lot of the workshops that we do at Self Love Beauty, we sometimes uh, talk to our workshop leaders if they're gonna be talking about health and nutrition, about counting calories and all of that kind of stuff and, and being very mindful of how they explain things because they don't always know who's in their audience. Right. And that could actually trigger someone in the audience. And I think a lot of people, um, put, g giving yourself that education piece to anybody that's out there. I mean, I think nurses, doctors, um, workshop leaders, or even just teachers in, in general, I think just having an, a little bit more of an education and awareness right. helps you so much more. Right, right. I was going to read this poem to you that, um, or it's actually a piece for, um, that someone wrote for Eating Disorder Awareness Week. And this is someone who's currently um, working towards recovery. Um, she's pretty new in it, but um, I love that she was able to, to capture this and share this. So it starts out, please understand that my eating disorder isn't about vanity or trying to get attention. It is more than a fear of food or weight gain or not fitting into impossible beauty standards. It's more than an obsession with calories and weight, with exercise and food. It's negative self-talk, constantly comparing myself to others and criti uh, critiquing everything about myself. It's body dysmorphia and not, able to, not being able to see the reality of my body. It's a strive for perfection in a way to fix myself, but I don't feel like I'm good enough. It's maintaining an image that I have everything together so people will like me. It's protection from letting people in and seeing my flaws. It's a distraction from acknowledging and processing the disruptions in my life. It's a coping mechanism to avoid thinking about the hurt and the trauma from my past. It's a form of, form of control whenever everything else is out of control and is too much to handle. Please understand that I don't want my eating disorder, but I'm scared of what it will mean if I let go. Wow. And she painted that beautifully. Mm -hmm. She really did. And how did she feel when she was able to release that on the poem? Um, I haven't processed that with her yet. 
um, she's still in this place of um, not being, because she's fairly new. Yeah. Yeah. Her secrets are starting to, um, you know, she's starting to share those. So, but I'm guessing it's very healing for her just based on our past uh, work together. Um, her being, because if you can say it, then you're, you can face it and you can, and then you know, what do I need to do to, to work on these issues? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And thank you for sharing that with us. I think, I think it just did a great way of explaining to people what people feel mm-hmm. when they have, you know, having an eating disorder. And there's so, so many times you're just lost for words because you don't, just don't think other people will understand what you're kind of going through. Um, and so kind of one last question to wrap us up. What is something that you want your want this audience to take away from when it comes to eating disorders, especially on Eating Disorder Awareness Week? Um, that there is no shame in having an eating disorder and that eating disorders are a psychological illness with serious consequences. Um, I think those are the two main things. And then basically I would tell anybody listening in too is, you know, to someone that is on the outside that has had friends that have had eating disorders, sometimes you don't always have the right words once they're ready to share, but that's okay. Sometimes they just need a hug. Yeah. And I think that's even better because, um, like the words sometimes come out wrong or are taken a different way, but if you just give them a hug, then that's like a nonverbal of I'm here for you. I'm here to support you. Exactly. Exactly. Awesome. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for being on the show today. Um, It was so awesome. And honestly, just a really good education for myself and for the audience to continue to learn about eating disorders. So if you are around um, someone that, you know, that, that could be triggered or you have someone in your life that you think might, I would just highly suggest just becoming educated on it. Um, and just knowing that, you know, it's okay if you don't always have the words for everything. So again, everybody tuning in, thank you for tuning in for this, um, this awesome, awesome podcast. I promise I'll do better at, um, doing it every week. Uh, like it's crazy, but again, continue to spread self-love and confidence to everybody that you meet, visit us on selflovebeauty.com and then also read the description because I we'll be putting some links to um, Center of Hope and then also the Eating Disorder Awareness Week as well. So take care and have a great day. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope that you took away so many tools and resources that you can have on your journey to confidence to be the most fearless person that you want to be and have that self-love we all are longing to have. Remember, you have a community here at Self Love Beauty and on the Confident Girl Podcast and also with O Infinite Love. Everything that I do, I want people to have confidence. I want them to be fearless and I want them to have self-love. So email me at info at selflovebeauty.com. And thank you again for listening and continue to grow to be the best confident person you can be.